I'm Valerie. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jordan. And this is a podcast about the big moments, the small moments, and all the awkward moments in between. Yeah. It's Jordan's birthday! It's Jordan's birthday! birthday. Yay! Yay! Balloons and sparkles and And balloons and flowers. All the confetti. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Chief. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday, Pippa. No. Happy birthday, Jordan. She's uh, licking her lips, though. Quit. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jordan. We're so excited. We happy. It's your birthday. It's it's Jordan's birthday on the day we're posting this podcast. Yeah. Happy birthday. Woo woo woo! We love birthdays. We love Jordan. We love Jordan's birthday. Yep, that sounds it up. And Jordan loves Jordan's birthday. Jordan does love Jordan's birthday. Jordan's taking a half day at work today. Heck yes! Woo woo! I took a full day because I wanted a three day weekend. <laughs> I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fine. Anyway, yeah. it's all about Jordan. So happy birthday, Jordan! Happy birthday, Jordan! Woo! <laughs> Okay. Okay. So first thing, oh shit! Oh shit! I'm there. Okay, um, that's okay. starting it. Oh, Harry shit. Potter books versus movies. What they left out, and what they should have kept. I feel like I need to do more research. Ashley, would you like? Let to go me first? start. Let <laughs> yes. Go first. Ashley, start. I'm gonna start with the one thing that bothered me the whole time. Okay. Goblet of fire. Okay. There was no winky. There was no crew. There was nothing about winky. And she is just the most dramatic, pointless character. But she needed to be in there for Hermione's character development. And none of that was in there. I they didn't even talk about spew. S P E W is not spew, it's not spew. It is S P E W, and it was not in there. And I, I pissed. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. I'm so mad. Yeah. That still bothers me because I yeah. wanted to see Dobby just like oh. awkwardly try to console this horribly sobbing yes. elf. Well, and, and Dobby I had like get... a whole character arc with that too. Dobby wasn't even in it. I know. Like, what were oh. oh no, that one was bad. That I was, I was really mad. Dobby was not in it. I know it's because so aggravating. That's where you like you like Dobby in, uh, in the second book. Yeah, but like you really learn to love Dobby in the fourth one, right? Like everyone's like, oh, like if they've only seen the movies, they have they they have zero care when he dies in in the seventh. They book. have no idea the, the absolute heart wrenching, yes, right, gut throttling. It it was awful. I it threw was so my much book across the, the room books. when Dobby died. Yes, it was so much worse in the books because of how much the character meant to Harry because he was in more than just the second one. Yeah, That's true. That's very true. I'm pretty oh. sure my dad came into my room and checked on me when I threw the book. Oh, like, I, are you I, okay? No. Yeah, no. I had okay. to like pace around the house, and my mom was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No." This is this. I was like, "This is the worst series ever. I'm not finishing this." Oh, it was awful. Like she just literally just kept piling it on. After Hedwig, I was like, "I'm freaking done with this." This is like stupid. I hate all of you. I hate 
I hate this entire thing. So stupid. But yeah, that's my biggest irk out of everything. Yeah. In every Harry Potter book, they should have kept her in there. That is fair. That I didn't is, even think about fair. the fact that she was in there, but you're right. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Okay. Allie, do you have any irks? I mean, that one's a big one. I, for, I forget about all the ones that I had. I know I had a bunch whenever, like, they started coming out. I didn't I like, like some of the character <laughs> casting. Some of the character casting bothered me. Yeah. Ginny needed more. Sense to me. Huh? Ginny needed more. They did not. They didn't develop her, her character. enough in the movies. No. You know who I thought was, like, super downplayed was, um... Uh, she was from Durmstrung or Durmstrung or whatever. The the no, um Fleur. The girls, the fairy girl. The girls oh, are all beautiful. What do you call they're, them? Bow they're from they're from Bow Battens. Fleur, yeah. Fleur, Fleur de la Cour. Yes. yes. Fleur de la Cour. Like I you expect someone like drop dead gorgeous. And I was like, that's who you cast well, Fleur de la Cour. And not only that, you like expect her because she's half Vila, you expect her to be like this intrinsic thing. Yeah. Like, and really they downplayed that whole thing. Like, I was not a fan they, of that. So one they thing that they also taken the girl they had and they could have cinematically done yes. that. I think she's really pretty, but yes. her character, there was nothing there. Because yeah. there there was a huge yeah. backstory. They they touched on it a little bit in Goblet of Fire with the closeness of her and her sister. A very little, little a tiny 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 bit yeah they did not include her in half-blood prince because she played a big part in half-blood prince and yeah. order of the phoenix actually she was mentioned in order of the phoenix because bill weasley started dating her at that point yeah yep and then in, in um half-blood prince it br- it brings back up oh hey they're they're pretty serious and then by his book seven, you're like, oh, yeah, there's no surprise as to why they're getting married because it was discussed in Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Except you go in and you watch the first part of the seventh movie and you're just like, hold on. What? Who is this? And why are they? What? Why and are they just like married? completely blindsided you with yeah. it? Yeah. You have no idea. If you just watch the movies, you have no idea how those two met. Right. You have no idea. Yeah, I and don't you, like that. And you're like, isn't that the girl from the fourth movie? Yeah, you're right. right. Well, who is she? And then, like, they don't put in there a lot that Bill was attacked by a werewolf. They yeah. don't. They they put in that she's not superficial like she was in the fourth one. But you don't know she's superficial like the fourth one because it wasn't ever mentioned. Yeah, very true. Oh, That's... trust me, guys. This was a bad subject to talk about because I could go on for hours about Let's this. Let's go. It's a problem, man. It's a problem. Colin Creevy. Oh. Colin Creevy. Yeah, that was yes. a weird casting, too. No, yeah. no, not weird. He was adorable and annoying, and that's how he should be. Yeah. But he was only mentioned in the second movie, and he dies in the seventh book, and no one mentions it in the movie. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, that's true. He dies, and that's, like, the first one that, like, makes Harry realize, oh, this is bad. Because, like, yeah, he knows it? that, like, there are people who've been helping him for so long, but when this innocent little 11 year old boy follows Harry around with a freaking camera and like fawns over him and he dies, he just starts realizing, Oh my gosh, like all these innocent people died because of me. And yeah. it's like this internal struggle that is not expressed in the movie. Yeah. Not well so enough. Frustrating. And then Ginny. Oh, don't even get me started on Ginny because her character in the books is like super strong and very like, 
um, backbone. She has a big backbone. Okay. She's very strong and independent in the books. Uh And like, she's dating and it's touched on in Half-Blood Prince. Just just a, a little bit because I just watched this movie like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's touched on that she's dating Dean Thomas, uh-huh. and that's it. That's that's it. They don't. It doesn't ex- like say when they break up, and all of a sudden, in the beginning of the seventh book, she kisses Harry, and you're like, yeah. "Was or I guess no, it was the sixth book." He no, wait, sixth one. She kisses him. No, they break up. When does she kiss him? It is the sixth one. Yeah, it's the end of the sixth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So by the seventh one, when you're watching the movie, you're just like, wait, what has progressed? Because, like, nothing is talked about her character. They don't talk about anything. They don't talk about how, like, she is, like, they they touched on the fact that she was a big boss Quidditch player. But they don't go into detail. And that's like, oh, Harry's just like, oh, my gosh, she plays Quidditch. Like, it's just, they, they do nothing with the character. She has, like, five lines in all seven movies, basically. Yeah. <sighs> her I'm character because you know who else bothers me Cho Chang because she's not yes and Harry's like obsessed with her and I'm like that's who you're obsessed with like that that's the character that you picked I don't know I didn't and her personality it was just like oh she's boring well like, there's the, nothing exciting about Cho Chang at all in the book though because Order of the Phoenix is my favorite Harry Potter book they do absolutely nothing for her character in the movie. They like they yeah. she is a cry baby in the books. Like yes, full yes. on. And it makes the like, kiss that much more annoying. in the hallways. Yes. Yeah. Literally sobbing in the hallways because of Cedric's death. And she's mentioned about crying maybe once in the whole yeah. movie. They and did like, not develop that storyline at all. Right. No. Because then it makes you just like cringe when Harry Case like it is already cringy as it is, and it was just, like, really awkward to watch on screen. But, like, in the book, it was so much worse, because, like, this is Harry's first girlfriend and first, like, real crush, really, because he he was crushing on her in Goblet of Fire, and it carried over into the next one. And so it was just kind of like, you want to see how this develops, but she turns into not what Harry likes, but, yeah, he's still attracted to her. The stupid. Yeah. But her character as a whole is just super lame. And I really wish that, like, J.K. Rowling had developed her character a little more, made her a little bit stronger. Also, first of all, I don't recall Cho being in the seventh book at all, and they just brought her back in for the movie. Yeah. Maybe she was in there and, like, came back to fight, and I just missed it or something. But her being in the seventh one kind of threw me off. I think, well, I think that they were in the same year, so it would make sense. No, they were not. That was one thing that they did not explain. She is a year older than Harry. Oh, okay. So she wouldn't have been there. No, she was. That that was why I was shocked about it. Because she is actually, she's a year younger than Cedric and a year older than Cho. Or a year older than Harry. But they don't say that in the movie. So it's super freaking confusing. Because I was like, why is she in this movie? She was older. She'd already left Hogwarts at this point. Did she just randomly want to come back and fight for some reason? That may have been it, too. I don't know. Or maybe they just made her the same age as Harry in the books and or the movies and I just didn't realize it. But yeah, in the books it is expressly stated that she is a year above Harry. Yeah, okay. Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's all good. See, this is what happens when you change shit in the movies. Yeah. I could I mean t- I'm telling you guys, I could go on for hours about what was wrong with the movies, but I'm not gonna waste y'all's time. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> You've only gone on for ten minutes. Like, literally, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, first book, for or first movie, for example. The first time I brought that movie home on DVD, 
I kid you not. I brought my book out and I brought my, I, I literally opened my book and was following page by page. The screenplay was almost word for word the book. Yes. And same thing with the second one. It was a little bit more off. And then three, she's like, boom, darkness. Yeah. Which I was very happy about. I'm very glad that they did not take away Hermione's punch, though. Oh, hell yes. If they had but done they that, I would have rioted. They did it a little differently, but they, they kept it. They did. They did, but they still kept it in. I will, I will allow it. That's fair. I will allow it. Anyway, who else? Who else has issues? I mean, we all have issues, but issues with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> issues with Harry Potter. That was probably, I mean, I don't know. The stuff I said is probably my main things. I wasn't really. Yeah. The casting could have been better, yes. I feel like the, the casting for Harry, Ron, and Hermione were fine. The thing when I first started watching the movies that bothered me is Harry didn't have green eyes, but wasn't necessarily expressed in in the movies what color her eyes were, which made it a little easier for me to get by. Um, Casting for McGonagall could not have been more perfect. Yes. Oh my god, I love her. Iconic. I love. I love Maggie Smith. She is fantastic. That was a good casting. And uh, Snape. Snape. Uh, Snape was very fantastic. Yep. May Alan peace. Second Dumbledore was good too. He was yeah. Good. I prefer the second Dumbledore, honestly. He had the charisma that Dumbledore had, um, yes. in the book, which I I greatly appreciated because, like, you know, in, in the first books or sorry, the first movies, he would he would be like, oh, Dumbledore would like to say a few words before this meal or whatever, and he said like something like lemon drop. And then the yeah. piece would begin. It would be so completely random. And this Dumbledore was just so old. And, like, also may he rest in peace. Yes. But, like, if you imagine him fighting Voldemort in in any aspect. <laughs> yeah, no. It, I'd, it would not have worked out. <coughs> yeah. It would not have worked out. No, I really like the second, uh, second one the best. Yeah, second he movie? was good. No. A second Dumbledore. Second Dumbledore. Sorry. Not the second one. I also, this sounds weird. I was not, I was shocked when I saw Dean Thomas. To be fair, I think in the book it said he was black, but I did not picture him black. Yeah. That was just a shock. Yeah. Um, It was just different. Yeah. I wish. I just didn't think about him being Irish. Oh, that was my favorite part. I love Seamus. Oh, he, that's also mentioned in the books that he's Irish. That was one of my. That, that, was, an Irish name. that, that was one of my favorite castings, though. That kid. Oh. Uh, yes. so you know who was a good casting? Luna Lovegood. Yes. She played she that part fantastic. Perfect. I think J.K. Perfect. Rowling actually hand-selected her. She did. If I, if I recall correctly, yeah. That's She's the one who, um, she came to one of her book signings. Yes. And she was um, a she recovering was anorexic. She was yeah, recovering she was. from anorexia, and she said, "If you can get past it, then I will cast you in my next movie." I don't think it was verbatim that. I think she still it was an not open verbatim. call, and J.K. Rowling or, had remembered her from yeah. from the from the book signing, and they had written letters. Yeah, um, and so she showed up, and she's like, "Oh, hey!" And she, for the uh, audition, she had made earrings because in the books. Luna has radish earrings. She yeah. made earrings in the shape of, and they look like radishes for her audition. And she actually wore those in the movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
also, they really needed more Lee Jordan. Yes, they did. From the Quidditch games, like just doing yeah. the play-by-play stuff. It was hilarious in the books. It was so get, funny. He would get so snarky and then McGonagall would like smack him on the back of the head or something. And be like, no, you need to quit that. Also, fun fact, the guy who plays Lee Jordan plays Magnitude in Community. Pop, pop. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> and so in the fifth season of Community, I'm actually British. It's because he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh when i heard that i was like oh that's really funny ha 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 and it did not click in my head that that was lee jordan lee jordan that's funny Uh, it made me happy yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, all right that's my rant i'm sorry for taking up 20 minutes of your time all good you wanted to hear it we got time that's what this is for no i'm good Um, (laughs) Uh, okay our next thing was it was weird i don't remember hold on it wasn't weird okay um most fun dates you've gone on or fun date ideas that you want to go on Mm. fun dates i've been on i've got a list y'all go first go for it jordan skiing Okay. Skiing, one million percent. I've been on so many skiing dates, <laughs> but I love it. Um, it's even better though when it's like a second date. <laughs> like that was better because like it makes you get to know someone. Like go on a road road trips. Road trip. Road yeah. trip. Okay, I'll say road trips because it makes you it forces you to get to talk to that person and get to know them and not just be you know. And then you're also doing something that's active. And, like, you're also getting to do things, see how they react to that kind of stuff. So, skiing. That's, like, my probably number one. Number two would be anything else active, like an escape room or. I actually suggested that we do an escape room this month. Y'all should. Activity. I love escape rooms. We've just never done one together. I think an escape room, room would be a really fun date. It'd be a really fun date as long as it's... I don't know if I do that as a first date. Because remember that couple that went on a first oh, date no, and I, they lost here, for us? Here's the thing. If we're going on a first date, it's just going to be me and him in that room. If there are other people, yeah. we're going to wait until it's just me and him. Because, no, no, no. I don't need to see how they process the escape room. I need to see how you process the escape room. Yeah. I also think axe throwing would be a fun date if you've been dating. What? Probably not a first no, date. No, no, no. That's a fun I'm, first date. I'm going to say this. Axe throwing is a great first date. Yeah. Because, okay. one, it is not, it's not super fancy. I actually wrote an article about this because I, I was just like, no, this is a first date idea. Yeah. Because if this is like you're getting to know each other, but you don't want to dress up, you don't feel like going super fancy, but you also yep. don't want to do the boring, overdone dinner and a movie, this True. opens up. The opportunity to one be competitive and bring out a little bit of your free side. Oh, I bet you can't hit that. Ha ha ha. Nudge nudge. Whatever. Be competitive. But you can also like it's just you're it's it's not like you're playing like you're not driving a go kart and you're not able to talk to each other. You're still able to communicate, get to know each other. It's a little bit more of a relaxed environment, so there's not too much expected of you. You don't have to figure out which fork you're supposed to use or not use, and it's just like. 
it's it's just for me it's a more and like relaxed environment i agree have first date I, okay, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Because I've yeah. always wanted to go axe throwing. She she was thinking about the thinking uh, murder. danger, murder <laughs> aspect because of it. Skiing, going out of town and skiing because isn't murdery. Going out eight hours away is not murdery. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it, uh, you're still in public. It's not like it's just you in this giant room, yeah. you know. Very but true. There's Very other true. people. And you don't have the expectation to be like, Oh, like you can, I mean, you can put like friendly wagers on it. Like, oh, like loser buys the next round of drinks or something like that. Well, okay. and like, it hasn't been around long enough to where like more, more than likely you're not going to f- find somebody who is just an expert at it and is going to try to impress you right. with how good they are. And I think it, it depends on the personality. Like, you know, if you met this person like on Tinder or something like that, and you're just like, you know, you've had decent you know, I guess, virtual conversation. And mm-hmm. you kind of want to, you know, if you felt it out and be like, hey, how about we go axling our, for our first date? And they're like, yeah, let's do that. Then it, it makes it things a little bit easier to like make fun of yourself if you can't stick it. Yeah. You're not expected to be perfect at this this thing. Whereas like skiing, you're, you have one way down that hill. Like you, you're either going to like roll into a snowball the whole way down or you're going to be relatively good ish this like, advice actually, is, you can this advice you can, is not for threes because yeah. i can tell every single one of them including the one sitting next to me is cringing right now you mean i don't have to be the best at it no that's fine yeah. hey y'all okay for a three i'm gonna have you guys answer because i thought about this i think it also depends on your type yeah these you want to know is what what is like one of my funnest dates and it makes me so happy when we do it working out like going and running or going to the gym it makes me like so happy every time we go on a gym date. I can't or a do that date. for a date. It's it, it makes my heart so happy. I like I went and met the parents, the and then we went and ran. Tired. Do what? I said I can't go to the gym as a date because when I leave, I'm so tired and I don't want to do anything else. I mean, that was the okay. end of the date. We went and the end of the date. We went and worked out, and then said good night. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it's not a date because I want to be able to talk. That's fair. Talk while you're at the gym. No, it's not for everybody. That's what I was saying. I think it's my personality type that likes going to the gym. So that's fair. You guys get to answer for your personality types. Yeah. Valerie, you go next. Okay. Come on, Frank. Think of things. Come on, Frank. Be so smart. (laughs) What do you like to do with groups of people? I like to do a lot of things. I mean, I, I can go to dinner. I can go to a movie. I can go throw axes. I can go. I can have fun doing just about anything. Just about anything. I mean, same. What, is your what about like a, like a walk on the beach? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Never mind. I can't have fun doing just about anything. <laughs> I will be bored as F. No, I mean. If I know you, that's not true. If I know you, you might have to bed. I don't know. I guess one of my favorite dates I've ever been on is just go out in the middle of the country and sit on a tailgate and talk and chill. That is the best. I do love that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Sit out, tailgate, stars, all good. Fun dates. I mean, they're skiing. I've been, we've done that. Um, Axe throwing, bowling, bowling, bowling. I do like about that. 
escape rooms. Honestly, one thing I want to try, it's, it's similar to the, you know, getting in a car with somebody and driving eight hours, but a little safer, putting furni- Ikea furniture together. <laughs> together. Putting That's it how together. you know if you're going to make it or not. That's exactly right. Or playing a game of Monopoly. I need to know how deceitful you are. See, it makes me sad because Mark doesn't like Monopoly. Well, okay. Playing a game that, you know. That involves strategy. That involves some sort of strategy so I know how deceitful you can be. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I can log in on Mark's Xbox while he's gone and play Monopoly with people on the internet. Yeah. There you go. Nice. What about you, Ashley? Yeah. Um, I will say that one of my favorite dates with Mark was we went to – we had just moved out here – um and we went to this place called frankie's fun park and it's basically like sports world in amarillo where you've got go-karts you've got mini golf and all that fun stuff and it also had this massive arcade inside so we did like um like ski ball and all this other stuff and it was just super chill and super relaxed we got to play mini golf and we got to have that competitive side together um we got to go go go-kart racing and it was just super fun you know it wasn't you know, we didn't have to dress up or anything like that. We were getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. It was horrible. Uh, but it was so fun and just, you know, chill. You know, we don't, we didn't have, like, I mean, yeah, we're married. So it was, it was a little bit, it's not like your typical first date type thing. Oh, yeah. um, but it was still a lot of fun just to, like, be in that relaxed environment. Um, I do, I am, I am a sucker for dinner though like going out to eat um at a like a nicer restaurant not saying that it has to be black tie affair and I have to wear dress and heels every single time but I am a sucker to dress up um whether it is wearing heels or otherwise and go like downtown and walk around downtown and you know swing by into these little dessert shops and get tiny desserts or something afterwards or go on this nice dinner and just you know enjoy each other's company but you know, not have our phones on us the whole time. I agree. I agree I with that. The not having the phones, the no phones thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah that's one of my. That was one thing we too. liked about Frankie's Fun Park because, like, I took a couple of pictures, but we were so into the games that we were playing that we didn't bring out our phones the whole time, which was super nice. So, um, yeah. I think honestly, the whole phones thing—if you're bored, you're naturally going to reach for your phone more, and you're not going to be into that person. So then you're like, this state kind of sucked. Well, yeah, because you spent it all on your phone because you didn't like the person. Yeah. Like, if you got used to the person and you actually enjoy their company, the natural tendency is to ignore your phone. Yeah. I left my phone in the car the other night. It was the best thing in the world. Not that I probably would have been on it anyways, but it was so nice. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't see if anyone else was texting me or anything. Yeah. Also, I like brunch. <laughs> I that. I've never brunch. done brunch, but I feel like that would be nice. Ooh, brunch date sounds brunch fantastic. Fun. That's nice. Fun. Ooh, nap date. Yes. I've done that. That's pretty fun too. That that's for like boyfriend level though. That's why can't we take nap dates? I can't do first date nap date. I know. I said I'm not for I said boyfriend level. You are at currently at boyfriend level. I want to take a nap date now. Okay. Take a nap date. I highly recommend. Okay. Yes. Cool. Jordan won't fall asleep. What's another I don't care. that I like? I feel like doing that paint stuff would be fun. Free throw. For like a regular <laughs> date or like a first date? 
I feel like first date, that's too intimidating. No, right, uh, regular date. I don't have much first date advice. I don't because have I, a I, I dive straight in. Yeah. Like, don't take my first date advice. Well, technically, that was your second date. Your first date, you, you just went and watched Oh, the that's football. right. Okay, go and watch the Cowboys. Watch You'll figure game. out how big of a fan they are and what they know about football. Oof, that's an idea. Or like a sock noodles game, that would be chill. That'd be a chill date. Uh, probably not for me. Well, but it would. That would be an awful first date. You chill. would never get to know that person. Because if you did, then you don't watch the baseball game. And then that's not okay either. I don't know. Cowboys game, I got to know someone. He wasn't know their temperament during a basketball game. But yeah, game. then they'd know my temperament during. Baseball. They knew my temperament and they stuck around. I was screaming at the TV. It's fair. In but public. I also remember the date that you went on to the Rangers game with the dude. Okay, that sucked. Uh huh. And nice. he was just talking in your ear the entire time. That's fair. Yeah. So it can either go really good or really bad. Fair. I don't have advice anymore for life. Nope. This is the problem. Jordan tells have me things that are a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, but remember this one time you told me about this? That's fair. This is, this is a random one. I, I <laughs> keep seeing this on TikTok, but like the target dates. No, but that Ooh, sounds so fun. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And for listeners who don't know what a target date is, you have a list of, of things like, oh, what is this person's favorite color? And you buy something of that color. Or what is this person's favorite snack? And you buy that snack. But you don't go shopping with that person. Like you go together, but you like check out separately. And then you like put the items on the table. Like, okay, what is this person's favorite color? And you put that, like, say for like Mark, Mark's favorite color is red. So I would have bought something red and put it on the table. And Mark would have bought something orange. And we were like, yeah, you were right. Or no, you were wrong. How dare you get this wrong? <laughs> um, and it's just a good way to like keep in touch on those things. You know, like okay, it, even if it's like this, the smallest thing, like what is this person's favorite? I don't know chocolate bar or something like yeah. just something little and just like you know my favorite article of clothing you buy them a new favorite pair of sweatpants or something and That's it's just fair. like yeah. it keeps it, it keeps it you know you, everything doesn't <laughs> have to be deep means. all the time <laughs> now that's a good idea oh my gosh so i just i decided to like scroll through the interwebs and see what i could find like different first date ideas Ooh, okay so one of them on here, it's a list of like 40 or something like that. Best ideas. One of them says go to a carnival or an amusement park, which I yes. think is a great idea. Because okay. that's super like once the lights, like the sun goes down, the lights come on and you can hold each other's hand. It gets like all romantic, whatever. Um, you could do that. Um, but this one says check out some open houses. Pick a weekend and Ooh. check out open houses in yes. the neighborhood near you. Lots of them have free snacks and drinks. So Plus, you'll true. be able to see what your date is hoping for out of their future without having to straight up ask. That sounds fun. <laughs> that, that is so cool. genius. I love that idea because it's free food. It's free food. It's free food. On that's all you the cheapest date ever. To drive around each, to each open house. Yeah. That's, that's all you got to do is just drive around, go to these open houses, make a list pretend that you're just like yeah we're looking at buying Critique a house. the houses yeah. yeah and then you can do like you can find out that... how judgy somebody is really quick well you can like it's like that movie yes man where that guy just crashes open houses for the free food but he goes to like all these millionaire houses like in beverly hills and stuff Heck like yeah. that 
it's so funny like that'd be so smart go to all the rich neighborhoods and be like yeah we're looking at buying but I think this is just I think it's too low we need something more expensive (laughs) oh my gosh I like that idea Jordan is shaking her head no oh my gosh that would be so fun (laughs) it's scary because like I'm about to do that for real though so it's like oh go yeah. Oh, this one says see a psychic. No, thank you. Do uh, go to a drive-in movie. Yeah, that has some um <clears throat> interesting uh innuendos. Per- yeah, repercussions on that one. Um I will say Actually, that one really of my fun. favorite dates was huh? Yeah, it's really fun when you go on a date to the drive-in movies and it rains because that's pretty funny. Because that's that, happened. Never had that happen, luckily. I, I will say that was like a second date. Oh, I will say that one of my favorite dates, it wasn't a first date. I think it was more like a third or fourth date. Um, I set my freaking alarm clock for 5 a.m. Um, and we went hiking at Paradero Canyon and watched the sunrise. Like we hiked to the top and watched the sunrise. That was I cool. like that idea. That wasn't bad. Maybe just hiking because let's be real. No one's waking up at 5 a.m. Sunrise. I do love hiking. No, um, I love hiking and the 5 a.m. sounds fine to me. I don't think anyone that I'm currently going on dates with could wake up at 5 I could do the five. Is there coffee involved? Yes. Park picnic. Uh, okay. he, uh, he, I think he made coffee and brought it with him in a thermos. Okay, good. Good. Mm. There needs to be coffee. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds fantastic, actually. Ooh, trampoline park. I did that this past weekend. Oh, it's oh, so we went Two weekends ago, we went on a trampoline park date. Yes. We played Man. dodgeball with little kids. And we jumped. It was fantastic. It was one of the best dates I've ever been on. Maybe that's how he hurt his leg. Probably. But it was so fun. I highly recommend it. We went to Air U, um, and we played dodgeball, and we did like we raced across the trampolines for like hours. Um, oh, we did the so obstacle nice. course. It's so fun. You have to go. That was one of the best. No, I know. Dates I've, I've been. been it was awesome. Oh, you have been? Yeah. Valerie, you need to go on a, on a trampoline park date. Okay, I'm going to have to strap these puppies down. That's fine. I oh, gotta, and I also have to find someone to date me. There were also a bunch yeah. of kids from my school. We're going to find you someone to date. Okay. No, it was great. There were all these little kids from my school, and they all thought I was super cool. And they're like, one of the kids was like, hey, can I borrow your girlfriend? It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, yes, good, good suggestion, Ashley. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Never, I've already done it. It was, it was, it so was a courtesy of the random website I found. Okay, yay! I, I, you know what? There are. I, I always try to come up with fun. Like I'm, I'm always looking for fun <laughs> dates, do different things, just so that mm-hmm. you're not just doing the same thing over and over. I think that's fine, but it gives you more interesting things to talk about and lets you see different sides of personality. Yeah, yeah. Don't take them to a wedding. That's a horrible date. No, it's a terrible not as a first date. No, not as well, not as even like a couple dates in. Like you better be very serious, like talking uh, well, marriage. Because otherwise, it makes it take, so awkward. Not, yeah. What talking marriage? Yeah, you don't take somebody to your friend's wedding for just no. I can't. Okay, I can't really say anything because I I brought a guy I had been talking to for about a month to a wedding, um, no. and we broke up a year later. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, and we had like just started dating, and it was honestly, it was actually, <laughs> it was a couple that ended up coming to my wedding, um, and he, the groom, ended up becoming the associate pastor at the church I was working at, and she, his wife, when they started coming to our church, 
and I had just started dating Mark. It was actually like right before our first date. She did a voice recording. I think you guys were in the room when I got the text message. Yes, but she was that. outside waiting for the wedding to start, sent me this voice memo saying, it is December 20, I think she said 27th, because it was supposed to be the 27th, but it was canceled and moved to the 28th because of the weather, because this flight got delayed. But anyway, she's like, it's December 27th, and Ashley Zanoli is going on her first date with this guy, and I think this is the one, and I'm saying it now, Lupe is here, blah, 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 and like, it happened, and so she said it to me, she's like, I just want you to know I called this from day one, so <laughs> I was like, okay, um, but yeah, it was their wedding, and like, we had a lot of fun, but like, I didn't really dance with him it was kind of awkward I felt weird about it and uh-huh. actually my photographer at my wedding was there and I was joking around with her that she was my plus two um because she was she had already been there but I took more pictures with her than I did with him yeah no weddings so. are either way too much pressure or and don't and never ever for the love of the lord this is happening more than once if you're in the wedding don't take someone you barely know as your date. <laughs> I would never have... do that. If I'm a guest, I might bring somebody. I have but... had that happen. What? And I had to sit all by myself with all of these people I didn't know. It was the most awkward. Like, yeah. I finally, like, I kind of knew this family that they knew. Like, I didn't even know them that well. And then, it ha- yeah, it's happened to me twice. And thank the Lord, one time... The same couple ended up at two different weddings that I had been at by my like by myself with someone. And so they came and sat by me. I like made friends with them. They're like, Are you at all of these weddings with different people? And I was like, kind of. And it's so bad. So don't and, and like then there's photos for forever. Just weddings yeah. are never a good day unless it's super serious. And then you better both be on that same yeah. page too. Well, the only way I would say not super serious is if you're fr- already friends with the bride and groom, they're already friends yes. with the bride okay, and groom. Yes. And then you yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Now, in my defense, that's only happened one time. Uh, every other wedding I've been to with a plus one, it, I've been in a relationship with them. And honestly, one of them, one of the, actually, two, I went to <laughs> the summer of 2012. Let me tell you, I don't think I've been to more weddings in one year than I did that summer. It was just, it was insane. I felt like I was at a wedding every freaking weekend, but I was in a serious relationship with the guy. We've been together for almost a year at that point. Uh, and that, that fall, actually, he caught the boat. He caught the, the garter at that wedding and his, his ex caught the bouquet. Um, so that was really awkward. But, um, but I know, I remember we were dancing at one of these weddings together and, one of the groomsmen went up to him. He's like, when you drop in the knee, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, we'll see. Obviously we did not get married. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just like, I, I, I see the pros and cons of bringing someone that you are not quote unquote, seriously dating to a wedding. Mark and I unfortunately have never attended a wedding together because of COVID, um, with the exception of ours. <laughs> um, he wasn't able to come to the wedding I went to in Texas a couple months after we got married because he had a work trip uh, he was getting ready to go to and had to work and couldn't get off work in time. So I went solo on that. But um, I've been to weddings with someone I've just started dating and with people I'd been dating for a significant amount of time. Well, pff, significant. Uh, six months or more. 
and where we were at in life, we were comfortable with going to these weddings and having these pictures for forever. Now I have deleted them as my profile picture because mm-hmm. no one wants to see that looking back. Um, but yeah, I see, I see pros and cons, but I don't think like, Hey, I just swipe right on you on, tw- on Tinder. Do you want to come with me to this wedding on Friday? Like, no, that's a no, no. But like, if you're dating someone for, I would say six months or more, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Even if marriage is not quite yet in the picture, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. That's just me yeah. though. But you just need to make, I, I'm just going to say from experience. You, it like, needs to be serious. You need to make expectations very clear that if you're going to come to this wedding and you have been dating for a while, like you need to know where you're at. Yeah. Because that will, that will cause some serious messed up stuff if you break up. Yeah. There needs to be zero confusion that you are still progressing. Mm-hmm. That's my only, I don't like weddings for that fact. Yeah. It can really mess up where you think the relationship's at. Yeah, well, because it's it's a super romantic thing. And it can it's be a, a very, very serious thing. It's a very romantic, very serious place to be. And if you're in that with somebody who isn't ready, isn't doesn't want to be serious or doesn't want a future with you, it can really kind of mess things up. Right. Yeah. And like I have been in a situation where like, like we'll take my last ex, for example, the one I went to the wedding for and we had only been together for a month. We weren't even like officially together. We were still in the talking phase. Um, but when I asked him to go with me to the wedding, it, there wasn't pressure on me inviting a plus one or anything like that. It was very much like, Hey, are you bringing a plus one? I was like, Oh, I didn't know I could. They're like, yeah, you're totally allowed to. Because they knew I was seeing somebody. They just didn't know, like, you know, how serious it was or anything or lack thereof. And they were they were fine with it. They didn't have, like, a set number of people or anything like that. They were just like, yeah, you're welcome to bring one. So, I was like, all right, cool. So, I casually was like, hey, I'm, I've been invited to this wedding. Um, you're invited. You're, you're welcome to come with me, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to. And, you know, in, in his defense, he had – when did he meet them? When was this? I'm trying to piece together a timeline here. Because that was 2016. I believe. Yeah, it was 2016. <coughs> so the next year, they ended up becoming the associate pastor at my church. So they hadn't quite met yet. But when they ended up becoming the associate pastors at my church, um, he was like, oh, yeah, I was at your wedding. They're like, yeah, yeah, we remember you. So it kind of like it worked out in that sense. And then yeah. obviously we broke up and it was not good. Um, but it was just very like, he was aware that we weren't serious. Um, yeah. he was supportive right. of a couple, he loved weddings. So it wasn't like I was, the expectations do... were right. drawn out at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So right. That, that is, that sounds great with what you're saying. That's different. Yeah. Now, if it were like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to this wedding. I want us to get married too, but no pressure. I want you to be my plus one. Right. That is 100% different. Very different. Okay. I have one random, like super, super random question that doesn't have anything to do with that, but I saw it today and I just have a question. Okay. Okay. Would you trade a first round pick for one year if you got to have Tom Brady on your team? No. Would you trade your first round pick for him? Yes. 100%. No. Yes. 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 Why not? Because I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> if you no, have okay, I, okay, okay. Let if me ask I you this got way. Tom Brady and was I would I give up my first round pick? 
No, because I can still develop my first round pick into someone that I need them to beat. Tom Brady is set in his ways. But your first round draft pick is going to take time to develop. You get That's- one year with Tom Brady, you get a ring, and you develop your other pick, your other picks who are costing you less money anyway. He can not develop under Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yes. While he did win right away with the Bucks, he did not win the second year. I'd take and it. He also I'd still take him. I wouldn't. I'd still take him. Anyways, I just happened to see that on ESPN's uh, Twitter today, and I just thought I just thought it was a good question for people. Like I'm like, well, would you? I don't know. Yeah. And and I see the I see your point of view, Ashley. Like I I 100 yeah. percent see both points of view. I just thought it was a great question. So no, it's a great question. And I think a lot of sports fans would be like, how dare you say no? Tom Brady is the GOAT. Yeah, I get it. I know he's the GOAT. I'm not going to say that he's not the GOAT. I just think that his time has come. He's getting older. I'm glad he's retiring when he is, hopefully for real this time. Um, but I think – and he, I think he said this in, a, in an interview. There aren't many career-long quarterbacks anymore. They True. play for a few years and they fizzle out. Why not try to develop the next, you know, player that's playing for the next 20 something years like Tom Brady did? Yeah. Why not try to mold that person? I agree, but I think there's a lot of systems out there that are not molding them. Now, I'll they say They need to. <laughs> no, they yeah, I am talking 100% about the Cowboys not molding. I mean, absolutely okay. I am. When <laughs> I said but... I would take Tom Brady for a first round pick, I was thinking about the Cowboys. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but Kansas City, if they continue to develop Mahomes, he could be a career long, but um, really, yeah, there's not a whole lot of career long ones. Josh Allen, probably good career yeah. long. If they, if he continues to develop and continues to have the weapons around him that he has and what I want to see in the NFL are solid offensive line people and solid defensive line. Yeah. Because I don't feel like anybody really has that down yet. That's true. But, and that's where and I they think haven't in a long time. But I think that's where Tom Brady would be your advantage is because he can play with a shitty offensive line and still win. Eh. His it's offensive line so was better people. than probably anybody else's. Would you guys get rid of Dak right away? Like, okay, say say Dak is still here. <coughs> Nothing's going wrong with him. He's perfectly healthy. No issues here. Tom Brady is like, I want to be signed to the Cowboys. Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. 100%. Dak yeah. hasn't come in clutch at all. He, he hasn't gotten you through a playoff game at here's all. Here's my problem with Dak. Every time it comes to a, a game where – the team needs a leader. He's not that. Yep. 100%. He doesn't step up and be the leader that he needs to be in the position he's at. How would you guys feel if the Eagles signed Tom Brady today? I'd be worried. I'd be worried. If he was in our division, I would be worried. Here's what Tom Brady brings with him. He can get the weapons around him. He wants Mm -hmm. because he's not, he's willing to take so much less money. He'll take a pay cut and get everybody else around him, and they want to play with him to get a ring. Exactly. That's exactly what happened in Tampa Bay. Yep. That's fair. 
and want to play with them. And that's the problem with all of these non-career long quarterbacks is they're wanting money now. And here's the deal. I'm fine paying you until you can't be clutch and get us to the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Well, and here's the thing. Give up some of your money and get an offensive line so you yeah. can. You're not you, doing so a quarterback so you can have down with 18 seconds left. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm still pissed about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's if you more... have an offensive line as a quarterback, you have a much better chance of making it to the Super Bowl. You also have a much better chance of making it to the Super Bowl multiple times if you have an O-line that is healthy. Hmm. I had another question I forgot. Hmm? I had another question that I forgot. I don't know. Would you... Hmm. How do I I phrase this? Would you give up your first-round draft pick for... Tom Brady or for a I can't even name one off the top of my head right now because my brain is so fried from today or the best old line whoever position you want any pick in the world to give up the first round so you got Tom Brady or whoever you want no first round draft pick who would you pick can I have the full O line or do I just get no. pick one person yeah, you get one, one person I'm taking Brady. I'm taking Brady. Okay, Brady with a broken collarbone. Fine, then I'm taking a Fine. tight end. I'm taking a tight end if I don't <laughs> take Brady. I'm no, not, I'm taking... not taking a tight end. I take an alignment. One alignment over a tight end. Yes, tight ends are versatile. I'm thinking like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's you... a good one. Would Travis you... Kelsey is a good one, but you can't. What your quarterback needs is your inner O-line people. That's fair. So you could pick one of them. Like, you need a good center. You need yeah, your good left so and right. Actually run up the middle, there's nothing in the a way. Center's a good one. Yeah. If you've got a good center who can snap the ball correctly and I block will never, right after that. I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to be completely honest. I hate it when quarterbacks either pass it off to be rushed up the middle or they do it themselves. I hate it. Because nine times out of ten, the O-line has not done their job and they're going to get squashed. Yep. At, like nine times yeah. out of ten. I hate it. And Mark knows this because every time we watch football, I'm like, why are they running up the middle? There is no point because they are getting nothing out of it. Their O-line is trash. Hey, you know what's worse than that? A shovel pass. Well, I tell you what, that's an option. And that the reason for that is because you got a bad O-line and the yeah. quarterback has to get it out of his hands. Yeah. It's awful. Both of those are just awful. That that shows you have no offensive line and you need to address it. Yes. After this year, I saw too many quarterback and too many shuffle passes. We <laughs> need a new offensive line. Yep. Exactly. If also, you don't address your offensive line, you're never going to get there. Correct. Cowboys. It's the same as if you don't address your defensive line. Exactly. Cowboys. Our defense is fixed. Yeah. If you, Yeah, our defense is good. Now we need an O-line. Yep. Now, switching subjects from football to baseball, oh. thoughts, that, thoughts that the season is now postponed? It doesn't affect the sod poodles. It doesn't affect the It doesn't affect league. the sod poodles, but major league. I mean, it's the biggest holdout they've had since, what, 94, 95? Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it, it was inevitable. It was coming. Well, they even extended it today. They were hopeful that they yeah. would be yeah. able to solve it today, but they're like, nope. Nope. 
I mean, do what you got to do, I guess. I mean. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. They'll figure it out. It'll just take a minute. Who's worse? Roger Goodell or Robert Manfred? Goodell. Roger Goodell? Roger Goodell is the NFL commissioner. Um, The other one's the MLB commissioner. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a Goodell. I don't know. I don't have a stake in that I don't know. I don't like him. I just don't (laughs) like it. Isn't he kind of pervy? No, he's not pervy. He's just not a good businessman, in my opinion. No, he's not. And same thing with Robert What's-His-Butt from the MLB. He He's not good at negotiating. Like, yeah, he's really like not. that's one thing that the players, the MLB Players Association is having issues with, is that they can't come up with a deal because, like... Neither one want... will budge. Yeah, but they also, like, everybody wants more money, and I get that, but, like, clearly you're not in it for the love of the sport. You're in it for the money. Yeah. Which is well, any high up. But yeah, I... They were, I think, I was talking about this with my dad, and I may have this wrong, so correct me if I, but they're wanting to put a minimum cap on some of these players. Well, because some of these teams are paying their their players dirt. Yep. And so, like, and they're getting away with basically not giving their players living wages, especially, like, when you get down to minors. leagues, yeah. Like they're just paying, basically just paying their major league players and not paying them very much. And so they're getting away with. But here's the other side. They're paying some major league players excess of a hundred million dollars a year. Exactly. And And other players, what, 50,000? Well, and that's the thing is like, okay, if you're going to put a minimum cap on it, put a maximum. No joke. If you're going to put a minimum, put a maximum. And that will change baseball forever because that's what they did to the NFL. And that's why Jerry can't pay shit to anybody because Jerry would pay for a team like the Yankees do. Mm-hmm. But nope. Can't do that in the NFL because they're assholes. Mm. But anyways. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think if, if you're going to put a minimum on it, put a maximum on it. And then that way the Yankees can suck a game. <laughs> Fair. And the Dodgers, because they'll pay for all that shit too. It's just insane. But then you also like, I, I don't like basketball, so I don't know a lot about it. But like, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, basketball players get paid like $96 million a year, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. Because they've got like 11 people on their team. Yeah, they're able to well, spend that much more money on salaries because they don't have to spread it out across seventy people like football. Exactly. Well, and there there is a cap in the NBA, but there's also a fine if you go over that cap, and some teams are willing to just pay it. Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you did it like the NBA, where there was a fine, okay, that's fine. Let them pay the let them pay the fines, yeah. but. If you make them pay a fine for going under, they're going to be real upset. It's like, well, don't go under your cap then. Here's your cap range. Don't go over it. Don't go under it. Right. Yankees, you don't get to have any more money at all, ever again. 
for the rest of eternity. You should just close your team down. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. The Mets should be the only New York team. Thank you. <laughs> PSA over. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I hate the Yankees. I always have. Oh, good grief. Even when I didn't like baseball, I hated the Yankees. I was like, I have no reason to hate you, but I hate you for some reason. Feels, feels, feels. All the feels. I wish I knew more about, like, the baseball logistics to, like, have a firm grasp on it. Yeah. But... I don't have a firm grasp on, like, the financial side of it. Right. Me yeah. either. Like, even, well, and I've talked to my dad, and he's like, even I don't understand it all that much, because it's, they're, they're, they're all messed up. I'm like, you've been watching for years. How do you not know this? I feel that. I feel that. What else is on? <laughs> Uh-oh, the commissioner actually just sent a letter. Oh. Put a tweet out. Read a letter from the commissioner. 32 minutes ago. Oh. To our fans, I had hoped against hope that it, we uh, blah, 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 that I would not have to be in this position of canceling games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that is bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. Uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Very end. So the, cl- the clubs and our owners fully understand just how important it is to our millions of fans that we get to the game on the field as soon as possible. To the end, we want to bargain and we want a deal with the Players Association as quickly as possible. Robert Manfred, Jr., Commissioner of Baseball. Okay. So it looks like currently camps could not meaningfully operate until at least the 8th, uh, March 8th, leaving only 23 days before the scheduled opening day. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, he put a full detailed list of everything that happened. Th- that's just the thing. Get to work. Mm-hmm. Be every day, be meeting with these people. Figure it the out. Association asked to make free agency more robust. For the first time ever, we agreed to eliminate direct draft pick compensation. It changed the MLB. MLBPA had fought, saw, excuse me, had sought for decades. On the competitive balance tax, we offered a significantly larger first-year increase than the last two agreements, bearing in mind that the competitive balance tax is the only mechanism in the agreement that protects some semblance of a level playing field among clubs. The international draft would more fairly would have more fairly allocated talent among the clubs and reduced abuses in some international markets. We also listened to our fans. The extended playoffs would bring the excitement of meaningful September baseball and postseason baseball to fans in more of our markets. While we preferred a 14 team format, the format became a significant obstacle. We listened to players' concerns and offered to compromise by accepting their 12, 12 team format. But I guess nothing worked out. Okay. So there, there's probably just a couple of things that they're off on. Yeah. And. I mean, they'll figure it out. It's just they may have to cancel a few games, and it is what it is. Yep. Oh. But, I mean, oh. they got enough games. It's a whole summer. We'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. We well, we, we, saw. Saw. we made we, it awkward. We very much made it awkward. <laughs> that's yeah, why I, I didn't good. say it with you guys, because I wanted to make it awkward by not saying it with you. Uh-